1: Welcome back in. You were listening to the September eighth, two 2017 edition of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a word of his podcast dedicated to answering all of your fantasy football questions. I'm your host, Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe. Joining me today on the show is someone that has deleted his Twitter account multiple times, is a pioneer in the bad food take hot business, hot take business? Yeah, that's it. He's a glutton for 80s horror movies, the writer of How to Think Like a Fantasy Football Winner and How to Think Like a Daily Fantasy Football Winner, Andy also owns Draft Consult, Inc., Oh, and you can find him on Living the Stream podcast, and probably writing a kicker equity score piece right now, somewhere in the near future. Welcome to the show, Denny Carter. It is great to get you on the Mailbag show. You can find him on the tweets at
0: cdcarter13. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store fifty to seventy percent off. Dresses from nineteen ninety nine. Polos from sixteen ninety nine. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. And what's good, man?
2: Everything everything is good at the moment. The season really hasn't kicked off uh, too much yet. We're about midway through the first quarter in the first game, but uh, I'm not on full tilt yet, and I appreciate the nice intro, and thank you for having me on. <laughs> it's certainly my pleasure. We're, we're not in the fetal position yet, quite yet, no. right? <laughs> no, well, I'm, just- I'm, I'm waiting I'm waiting till week three. There
1: there we go. Over, under, I had on week four, so if we make it to week four, I think we're okay. Yeah. But today we're going to be answering all the questions for the week regarding Dynasty Trades, Best Ball, ADP, Redraft Outlooks, Weekly Start Sits. Before we dive right in, though, Denny, recently wrote a piece about uh, you guessed at equity scores uh, on ride, wide receivers over at the fake football. Uh, fake football, two plugs here two weeks in a row. One player he highlighted, someone that everyone loves to hate right now, Alan Robinson. Talk a little bit about why you might be buying him as, at, well, I say his price, but I guess what his price was for the most part.
2: I know. It's funny to think of Japs as, uh, as over, but I guess they are for the most part. <laughs> um, yeah, so – I didn't. I didn't start the summer. You know, uh, uh, zeroed in on Allen Robinson because his ADP was way too high. Um, It was in like the the wide receiver fourteen to fifteen range, and then and then it started to drop. It dropped to wide receiver twenty the first time that people saw Blake Bortles play in the preseason, and then it dropped to wide receiver twenty five, and then twenty eight after they saw Bortles just implode. I think in the third, maybe the second preseason game, and so now here you have a guy who last year had everything go wrong, uh, and, and I'm talking about massive, massive regression from 2015. Now, you, you could have easily built in some regression, a good amount of regression from 2015 because, you know, in short everything went right for him in 2015. But it was such, you know, the complete opposite with the same number of targets, 151, in, in both 15, 2015 and 2016. Um, and and so he he maintains that market share in this offense he could you know basically fall out of bed and get 130 targets uh this season uh, unless you project the Jaguars to be a lot better you know say than Vegas um Vegas does um and he you can get him at wide receiver 28 and and, and that's just such a luxury to me uh and i you know anyone who anyone who really focuses on opportunity uh targets hand, uh, carries whatever it may be um alan robinson jumps out as an opportunity monster that you can get for your wide receiver as your wide receiver three or four right, right now yeah that's definitely a great
1: price and i think there's still a few uh leagues that are still drafting there so if you're still feeling the itch uh having a couple drafts coming up here uh maybe you start week one week two go ahead and get Allen robinson in your crosshairs you also highlighted deandre hopkins martavis bryant and stefan Diggs specifically now uh, as we talked about, most drafts are over here. But if you're still kind of degening and getting those late starts, in what are you mm-hmm. expecting from these guys this year? And why are you okay with these guys uh, at their value right now?
2: Yeah, uh, Hopkins is. I see him as a similar case to Allen Robinson. You can easily have Hopkins as your wide receiver three if you go wide receiver heavy to start the draft, rather than have him as your wide receiver one, as you would have had to do in 2016 if you were really intent. On getting uh, DeAndre Hopkins on your team, uh, so he's going to be heavily targeted. There's no doubt about that. Um, and um, and and you know the so the the again like Robinson, the price is right, and I just I can't turn down a wide receiver three who's going to be targeted that much. You know we're not talking about ninety or hundred targets. We're talking about hundred and forty targets or more. And I just I think that that is that's just a a built-in uh, cushion, you know, for for your team, and and another reason that I think zero RB will really pay off this season. Absolutely. Talking about a
1: little bit about Zero RB paying off this season. We're going to have a couple more questions later on. So we'll parking lot that, if you will, right now. Uh, because right now, uh, take a look at all your Zero RB content. There's plenty of it on the site. And Right now, you can do so at a 30% discount. And that's to a Roto- uh, RotoViz NFL pass through the NFL podcast homepage at rotaviz.com slash podcast. That subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our premium NFL content. All the tools, all the applications are being updated right now. Uh, just in time for the DFS season as well. So some of your some of your research tools are really crucial to the weekly game here. So uh, step on up. And, again, that's only 30% uh, at a discount there. And make sure you rate us on iTunes. It takes some hard work to get the show out for you guys uh, every single week. So do us a solid and hit that rate button. And, again, if you have any questions that you want answered on this mailbag, submit your QQs to us via email, mail at gmail.com, and we'll go ahead and get those answered for you as well. All right, Denny, let's get Twin Peak into the simulations this week. I know you yes. know what I did there.
2: Yeah, Oh, look, I, I'm all about Twin Peaks,
1: so you you know me. Oh, it's, oh man, what a show, what a show. But I, I digress. Redraft, I'm a big proponent of zero RB drafting. Here we go. Uh, but I've used it in leagues in which I can only start three max wide receivers with two running backs needed. Haven't felt as good about the results. What are your thoughts on implementing zero RB in this specific scenario?
2: I think it's a great question. And I think that it, that's a, that's a subtlety that is not discussed in, you know, the zero RB wars that we see on, on Twitter every summer. Um, for me, you know, I, I don't see any compelling reason to start a draft with four or five wide receivers if you can only start three in a given week. Uh, you know, having wide receiver depth is nice uh, as, as everyone knows. Uh, but after I've nailed down three, possibly four, uh, guys who are their team's wide receiver ones, I'm fine grabbing a running back who, you know, hopefully has a stable gig that will come with some volume. Uh, I, I do a lot of drafts, uh, for, uh, draft, uh, draft day consultants, uh, where, um, you know, clients sign up and, um, and I, me and other consultants help with these drafts. And most of the drafts are with this, um, uh, roster format that, that you just outlined. Um and I just I'm never compelled to say, you know, we're gonna go five wide receivers right off the bat here. It's just it just doesn't make sense to me. So um if I don't have that uh that many spots to fill with a receiver, I'm not gonna force it. Very good. All right, Denny. So this next
1: one, shamelessly. This this one was from me, all right, but I had to throw it in here. So this is Dynasty. I drafted Jeremy McNichols in multiple dynasty drafts, trading in to get him, you know, when he fell to the third round. Apparently mm-hmm. the joke's on me here. So, would you rather take Matt Breida at this point?
2: I I thought about this question for a long time, <laughs> and here, here's here's what I wrote. Uh, I'm just going to read you what I wrote. I, wrote. <laughs> I guess only one of those guys is in the NFL right now. <laughs> so, is that I mean, is that, is that sufficient? I don't know. It, it's sufficient for me to get an early start on the shower cry here, Denny. You
1: know, I it's know, just, man.
2: listen. I'm with you. I'm with you on McNichols, honestly.
1: Yeah, you, you get some right, you get some wrong, right? And, and when we're doing evidence-based research and, you know, you see all the production there and sometimes you're just not going to be able to quantifiably know that there might be something missing between the ears, you know, and uh, yeah. what what can you do at that point but to simply follow the process here and uh, I guess quesadah surah. All right, yeah. Denny, I normally save this for the end, but since you are the quote-unquote pioneer, i got to yeah. bring it earlier. So is it possible you yet have another food hot take that maybe RV Nation might not have
2: heard yet? Um, possibly. Uh, I, I kind of hammer home the same, like, dozen food hot takes uh <laughs> you know throughout the year on Twitter and people seem to uh not not hate that or slash hate that so I just keep going. But here's one. Here's one that I don't think I've shared. Uh and it's this. Uh Pediolites plus plain seltzer water is actually good. Quite good, some would say. And tr- so try it next time uh you've made terrible mistakes the night before um and it'll make your life worth living the next day, I promise.
1: That I wouldn't even say that's bad, and probably for most people it would be bad, but I'm, I'm a, I'm just a LaCroix drinker, all right? So it's, that actually sounds pretty good to me, so I'll actually give that a shot, believe it or not.
2: Well, uh, the, the Polar Seltzer Company has sent me t-shirts in the mail, so I have to stick with the brand and just say that I drink Polar and I will never drink LaCroix. Duly noted Alright Denny another Dynasty one here Martavis Bryant in 2018 first Or Jay Ajayi I'm gonna say Martavis in the first because it makes me Feel alive (laughs) And and I feel like that's just Like huge upside Also I devalue running backs In Dynasty uh, a lot And so And I know that Martavis is like You know one uh, drug mishap away from being kicked out of the league forever. I, I understand that, but I think I have to go with that first in Martavis.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there as well. I like the production from one Jay Ajayi here, but I mean I think uh, the upside we could potentially get from Martavis Bryant here, the sustainability from a value perspective, and the fact that you can probably replenish Jay Ajayi with that 2018 first RB uh, mm-hmm. In 2018 as well. All right, redraft. CJ ProSize is apparently healthy. It turns out Size shares are still in order, just as planned. Is Pete Carroll still going to drive us mad and not play him, causing me to keep looking at him as a drop
2: candidate in a short bench redraft league? I look. I don't have any, you know, uh, special insight into the Seattle backfield. In, in fact, I saw a beat writer today trying to answer some uh, fantasy questions and not, you know, shedding any light on uh, on who would be the guy. In that backfield, um, so but with Pro Size, I think you need to keep him on your bench, uh, really for as long as you can, just to see how things shake out with the Seahawks backfield. He he's the only Seattle back right now who profiles as you know a real every down type of guy, uh, and so I have him on uh, on a few redraft benches. If you have a short bench, it's going to be tough, I think, to to hang on uh but i would i would encourage it if you can
1: yeah i'm with you there as well i was running hard on cj prosize all off season and came off pulled off the burners here as of late just because of the uncertainty and it just seems like a you know just a quandary of bleh, a, mm-hmm, a quandary mm-hmm. of pluh that that's actually going live all right Wait, but no
2: that's that's actually a, a scientific term i don't know if the listeners know that
1: Oh, okay. Well, then, I'll, I'll keep saying quandary pleuh, But but mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, and, and specifically in, in uh, draft masters and best balls, I mean, mm-hmm. I was getting him, you know, no, no, you know, earlier than the eighth or ninth round in, in best balls. And specifically on draft, I was actually getting him as low as the 14th round. Mm-hmm. Danny, I was doing these drafts from, from the, the toilet. You know, I, I, I'm <laughs> married. I got four kids. And some of these three-minute drafts, they only take 20 minutes minutes to get done. So instead of playing Candy Crush, I'd run into the bathroom and I'd spend three bucks and I'd probably did it a good fifteen to twenty times. What are you doing in there? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm drafting. So fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, and I know you do, because you're listening to this very show, you have to try my new favorite app, and I know it's Denny's favorite app too, draft, because here's how it works. Do a draft, lasts just one week, and there's no roster management. Set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of the last-minute injuries for you as well. Draft starts every couple minutes, so you can join one literally right now, if you wish. And the best part, you play for cold, hard cash. That's straight cash, homie. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft literally for everyone here. No salary caps. Play in a real live snake draft, just like you play with your buddies in a season-long fantasy football league. Get on over there and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com. Wherever you want, whatever you want. For a limited time only, you guessed it, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code RV Radio. That's right, play for real fast, hard cash right now for free just by using my promo code RV Radio on your first deposit on draft. Again, search draft in the app store, go to playdraft.com, come play for free, and the promo code again is RV Radio. So Denny, I don't know if you were like me, you know, doing any drafts from the toilet. I know you yeah. did a bunch of them this summer as well. But uh, I, I hope your your memory, your favorite memory, is better than my favorite man, memory of the offseason, which is probably drafting from the toilet. Uh, uh,
2: there's a real phenomenon with, uh, with dads, with, you know, moms who play fantasy and dads who play fantasy, <laughs> um, sitting on the toilet for inordinate amounts of time, <laughs> setting lineups, <laughs> setting lineups and making best ball teams. It is it is a thing. And, you know, uh, you, it's the it's the reprieve, you know, it's it's your it's your quiet space from the kids and everyone. So I totally get that. I'm with you.
1: Like if your legs aren't numb, you
2: haven't been there long enough. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I didn't know if you wanted to go that far, but I will say <laughs> Oh, we keep it real. We keep it raw. It's quite all right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a possibility you do a whole best ball. Um, you will literally be crawling out of the bathroom because your legs have gone numb, you know. This is how we feel alive these days. Oh. Yeah.
1: So, so did, can you top that? So actually the next question was what's your favorite memory? But is there anything that can top that?
2: So is this um, – the, the my favorite memory, is this from the off season or
1: – As any time ever, football, non-football. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I normally just put the guests on blast, so I figured I probably got to put them on a pedestal at least once per show.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> um, my, my, favorite, my favorite memory is, uh, I'm going to make it a football one. I, I played football, tackle football for uh, one month of my life. My, my dad signed me up. I didn't really want to play. Uh, my first practice, we were doing this drill where, you know, we're, we're 11 years old, Doing this drill where we basically um, just go uh, and hit each other, um, you know, one on one, and see who can take the other guy down. And I was like, I was a pretty small kid, small eleven-year-old. I also wasn't that aggressive uh, of a kid. So my dad is standing there, and he re- he tells the story of he's terrified. I mean, he thinks I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna get my head taken off um, by this kid. So the whistle blows, and we. We go at each other and the kid sort of stumbles as he approaches me and for some reason, like my helmet hit his helmet in a weird way and he's knocked out like just flat, flat on his face I and I hardly had to do anything. Like he tripped into me and we bam, run into each other and so I look like, I look like I just decked him. <laughs> and everybody's cheering it's awful i mean it's awful it's a terrible terrible sport for kids just the worst i mean this this kid might have had a concussion i don't even know and uh i mean it was the 90s no one even you know knew, knew what a concussion was um but um uh, <laughs> uh, but that that is my favorite football memory was my one month uh of of tackle football i accidentally knocked down a kid
1: <laughs> and he still remembers it to this very day too at that maybe, time
2: maybe i don't know maybe <laughs>
1: He's getting asked a question right now for the worst memory of his life, really. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) The time the scrawny 11-year-old tackled him. He didn't tackle me. I tripped. Yeah, I mean, and I wouldn't deny it. Yeah, you did, man. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you, though, 100%. My kids will not be playing football. Mm -hmm. Flag football, sure. Go ahead. All right, moving on. Redraft, Allen Robinson or T.Y. Hilton?
2: You know, I'm just going to hold my nose and say A-Rob. uh, because yeah. I don't know when luck's coming. Does anyone know when luck's coming back? And, you know, so say luck comes back in three weeks. I mean, that's a significant chunk of the, um, uh, of, of the NFL regular season. So I think, I think I have to go Robinson.
1: Yeah, sadly, I'm going to say so as well. So I got in, I, I was pretty heavy early on this offseason on TY Hilton share. So, uh, that sucks moving on <laughs> trapped what can we expect from Indianapolis this year Oh here we go and is all hope lost for Hilton Doyle Gore and Moncrief?
2: hmm oh. I mean I, I I like all those guys pretty much once once Andrew luck is back and you know functional uh and healthy will he be healthy i I, I don't know I mean Moncrief is the one guy I still even with luck and kind of meh on because he it feels like he just has no ceiling. Like he has a, like an okay floor. Um, but I like like you said. I I was picking Hilton everywhere early in this. All like in June in best ball leagues. Um, so I I I do like him. It's just I just don't know about luck.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, what can you do? You're caught holding the bag. It's not like you did anything wrong too. But you yeah. know, such is F F life. All mm-hmm. right. D F S is Todd Gurley bad chalk this week.
2: Um, I thought about this for like. Ten seconds, and I don't think so. Uh, He's okay. Gurley is a home favorite against pretty much a garbage defense, and I it just feels like when I'm putting a a DFS lineup together this week, and I think that he's viable, and you know, in all sorts GPP cash, whatever. Uh, it, it feels like overthinking. You know, at his price on both major sites, uh, to say I'm not gonna put this, I'm not gonna put this guy in my lineup. Uh, I mean, you have to believe that that like like the Rams girl, Rams defense girly stack is a is a real option this week. Hundred
1: percent with you there. All right, fuck Mary Kill. This is the Denny version, the cult horror classics edition: Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, or Night of the Living Dead.
2: Okay. So as you as you said at the beginning of the show, my my thing, eighties uh, slasher flicks. Okay. So, obviously, I've seen Night of the Living Dead and I like it. I'm not like in love with it. I don't think it's the greatest thing ever made. I appreciate it for what it's done, for what it did for horror movies. It made it, it made them somewhat acceptable. It opened, it created the genre pretty much. I mean, close to it. Um, and so I have to say, I'm marrying Night of the Living Dead because it deserves that respect. Um, uh, I'm going to fuck Friday the 13th because that's my favorite series. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm going to go ahead and kill Elm Street because I, I think, you know, even for a slasher series, uh, Elm Street got really, really bad by the end. So I, that's, that's, I'm, I'm just gonna have to kill that one.
1: It really did get bad at the end, but, oh geez, it, it really got awful. Now, okay, so I know slasher's your thing. Have you, have you ever seen a movie called Dead Alive? Dead Alive? Uh, No. All right, so this is a British film. It is phenomenal it's it's basically about uh, it, a guy and a woman go to a, a zoo and there's a rat monkey behind a cage and the rat monkey bites this woman or something and they go home and it turns out that the woman ends up turning into a zombie and mm-hmm. and then the, the the woman is eating dinner with the, the man and his mom and the man and his mom have an awful relationship an overbearing mother well she ends up turning into a zombie and then you know she ends up eating the dog and there's a finger stuck in the soup and then she ends up eating the soup and so then her and this other zombie end up going at it and they literally create a zombie baby. So it's the only movie ever where you will see a zombie baby actually I guess procreated, if that makes any sense. And so the guy is taking the zombie baby, Denny, and he's walking it in the park, trying to actually act like he's a father to this zombie baby. And he looks at these other moms in the park and they're, you know, kind of pushing them in the swing. And he tries doing the same thing. And the, the, the zombie baby tries biting them off. <laughs> and so then he tries to push uh, Rock to the, the thing back and forth and he loses the zombie baby down the hill and he's chasing after this thing finally gets a hold of it he's just whacking the zombie baby off the the park and the rail and i basically this story was probably awful then, but that's
2: the that's dead alive and i'm sticking to it uh, i mean that that just sounds like having kids you know the the <laughs> that you know just the the horror of sometimes having to deal with kids but uh that that does that sounds uh that sounds Awful, but also really watchable and good. I, I I will check it out. It's That's exactly what it is. It's one
1: of those excellent, awful movies. You know, the kind where they eventually just start slashing people with the bottom of a lawnmower. That's okay. what we're after.
2: Nice.
1: <laughs> All right. Redraft. Something about that Atlanta game seems a little bit off. Atlanta should steamroll, but with the over-under drop, the ATL on the road, and the Bears with a pretty good front seven on defense now. I'll say they're pretty pretty darn good. Should I still trust Atlanta skill position players but maybe at their medium projection as opposed to their ceiling?
2: Yeah, I think that you need to uh, tamp down expectations uh for, you know, your Julio Jones and Matt Ryans and and um you know, I I I do think Austin Hooper is very interesting in DFS because he's so so cheap and um, you know, hopefully it's not a runaway game where Atlanta stops um passing and i don't suspect it'll be um but yeah i i i think that it st- it strikes me as a as as a situation for the falcons where um it it might be good to kind of level off your expectations
1: Yeah, it's a prime example of one of those things where if you just kind of a, quote-unquote, a rankings or a projections junkie, right, you just kind of look at the numbers and you see them show up. and You go, oh, okay, this one looks like they have a good projection, so I'm going to go ahead and start them. But if you really kind of take the contextual uh, factors into play, you can see to your point, you know, they're on the road. You can see some of that reverse line movement that occurred. And so you probably want to temper expectations a little bit there. It looks Mm -hmm. like Atlanta started off on a seven-point favorite there. It's down to six-and-a-half, so pay attention to that line and uh, see which way. I mean, if it it jumps back up, then you you want to be on Atlanta. But um, if, it, you know, a seven or maybe even the six-and-a-half, I think I'll take the Bears versus the spread there. Mm -hmm. Denny, ever since I started hosting this mailbag, people show uh, this show, people ask me for advice, usually start to sit. But I also do get some of these questions on who to bet with every single week let me tell you Denny where you're betting is just as important and this is why the pro move is to get over to mybookie.ag my bookie has been in business for years their rep is rock solid they do 100 cash bonuses so right off the bat you're still making money doing nothing if you like fast payouts my bookie is the fastest seriously it's only two business days you listen to this show that already gives you an edge. Lay down some cash and win big. Look, I'd only recommend a service to our listeners that has been good to me, and that's why I'm urging everyone to get out there and make your way over to MyBookie. You win, they pay. That's kind of an important consideration if we're being honest. They have in-game live betting, the most reward- rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now, and again, my bookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use a promo code Mailbag. Activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.
3: Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with mybookie. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited.
1: All right, Denny. Moving on. Player outlook. I'm in a three-homer. No, nope, that's not what it says. I'm in three home leagues and was able to get Pierre Garçon in the seventh round or later in each league. Now, in two of those leagues, I'm not happy with my running back situation. Garçon is my wide receiver four or five, respectively. I'm expecting him to perform, but when he does, do I hang on to him and play matchups or try to sell him and get an RB? Mm.
2: This is this is uh, one of
1: those tough ones. This is
2: yeah, yeah. I I mean I'm I'm always hesitant about like every year we have you know the rec- the the wide receiver one on the awful team who might benefit from bad game script throughout the year, and it just seems like that that formula is not really rock solid. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean ask Tory <laughs> Smith owners oh, about that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Here I am. And, and, yeah, I mean yeah, I I bought I. I was uh, exposed, let's say, to to Tori Smith last year. So, um, I, I I would yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind selling Garcon when he has his first big game. I mean, the thing is, you know, if your if your league mates are savvy, they're gonna know, you know, that so that, that might not work. But I would try.
1: Yeah, I think with Pierre Garcon, you got him in a value and, and I think that's where it, it sits. I, I still, it's hard for me to perceive even when he starts performing. Cause I do think that you know, the production is going to be there. Yep. Uh, Denny, that's me buying into that, that. Mm-hmm. that wide receiver on the bad team again but <laughs> he's still going to have that stigma so you're really not gonna, are you really going to get fair market value for him from an rb in the league at that point i think you're probably better off aiming a little bit higher in running back and if pierre garcon does show sustainability keeping him and moving one of your your higher drafted wide receivers if need be all right Danny. what was the worst job you ever had
2: worst job I, you know i have to say uh uh, being a, a cart boy at a at a country club near my house growing up, um, I'd be at the course at four in the morning, uh, mm-hmm. cleaning uh, golf carts in the dark, uh, and that lasted into the fall when you know four o'clock in the morning in Maryland in October is cold (laughs) so I I would be bundled bundled up for winter but it it just it would never be enough because because I would get wet from washing the damn carts so um that that was definitely my worst job I must say
1: I mean it doesn't sound like that would be too bad but really when you think about it that sounds pretty freaking awful
2: yeah, I mean, I I made up for it by um you know more or less stealing granola bars and golf balls out of the uh pro shop, but you know I I, I did not like it.
1: That definitely would have been the pro move. At least you took advantage of that. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, redraft PPR. Help! Everyone seems to project similarly. Similarly, say that three times fast. This week, I can only start four from the following. There's a laundry list here, Danny All right: Carlos Hyde, DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, Devontae Adams, Alshon Jeffrey, Travis Kelsey. Well, too late for that one.
2: And Isaiah Crowell. I, I'm definitely starting Hyde. I'm definitely putting in Hopkins.
1: I'm assuming. I'm assuming he started Kelsey, by the way.
2: Yeah. So that's three. Um, I don't know about Crowell because I just I can't buy the Browns hanging with the Steelers enough to um for him to benefit from any sort of like not haywire game script. Mm-hmm. Um eesh, not, I, I cannot play Sammy Watkins this week. Um maybe Devontae Adams. That, I, I don't know.
1: That's where I landed too. Yeah. I mean that whole Josh norman shadowing thing i don't even know if that is a thing but i mean i guess when you've got people in the same tier projecting very similarly then yeah i guess the one that would stand out for me there's uh also Mm -hmm. hyde also hopkins and kelsey and there we go all right all right denny movie within a movie time my favorite take movie one's cast of characters pick them up and move them into a completely different movie's plot what's the new movie and how does it play out
2: Here's the here's the the beautiful part about eighties slasher flicks is that you could take the the cast of any uh, any of those movies, Friday the thirteenth, Elm Street, Halloween, whatever, and put them in the plot of one of the other movies and it would still be the same. Yeah, I guess you're everything, right about that. Everything would be the same because all these characters are are archetypes so, you know, like, 80s, 80s archetypes, like, you have, like, in any given movie, you have, like, the um, like the preppy guy, you have the jock, <laughs> you have the cheerleader, you have the smart girl, you have the, like, the punk, whether it's a girl or a guy, um... I'm trying to think of other 80s. Uh, oh, late, later in the 80s, you had like the Wall Street looking kid, you know, like, like <laughs> was trying to, it was like, he's like a 17 year old who, who tried to dress and talk and act like he was 35. Um, so, so yeah, you, you could just, you could just shift one cast across boundaries to all these different slasher movies and it would just play out exactly the same. <laughs> All right, all right. So hold on. Let me give you. Let me give you a tougher one on the spot here, just
1: because we we like to live dangerously. So, keeping in theme with the slasher movie, and we're keeping in eighties. How could you turn Breakfast Club into a slasher movie?
2: I have a Breakfast Club poster, by the way, in my basement. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm
1: looking at it right now. Who? Okay, so who would who would become the slasher? Because one of them has to become the secret slasher, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Well. Right. One of them has to be. I mean I think it would be too too easy to to have the the badass kid yep. become the slasher that's just too easy. Um I think you have to have um what's the red-haired girl Molly Molly Ringwald it? Molly Ringwald I think you have to have her I, <laughs> end up end up as the as the shocking the shocking killer uh in the end.
1: I'll take it. I'll take it. I was going for the janitor because <laughs> I don't know, I don't know no. why I, I suppose he seemed – the principal, like they would go through the whole movie and they would lead you with some clues to make you think it's the principal or something, right? Yeah. And then in the end, they would just completely pull a 180. That makes absolutely no sense because that's how it works.
2: Yeah. You know what? That's a much better answer. Please just forget. Listeners, listen to Jeremy's answer. That was a good answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Redraft, PPR, start two from uh well, Mike Gillisley. Hey I hope you started Mike Gillisley because I heard he scored a touchdown. Um Alan Robinson, Marshawn Lynch, and Devontae Adams.
2: Well, it, with Gillisley gone, I you know, just assuming I'm just gonna for the purposes of this question, assume that he's that you didn't play him, I guess. I would go <laughs> a, a Robin A Robin Adams. I, I I don't really want any any part of Lynch this week.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Just uh, that whole funnel defense thing with Tennessee, right? Yeah, I mean, that through the air is how they're going to move the ball. And uh, I like the approach there, Denny. I must say it was pretty sharp because in the event they didn't start Gilleslie and they're kicking themselves in the butt here, at least you can give them two more options. Yep. All right, Denny, your most embarrassing moment you dare to share with RV Nation.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, It came down to like 15 scenarios, but I will will give you the, the most embarrassing one I can share. <laughs> um which is uh i was i think I was in eighth grade uh we were at uh camp this like retreat in in September or october, and um you know we were uh hanging out with the girls during volleyball and during uh, swimming and touch flag football whatever and um so we follow the girls back to their to their cabin uh and they they go in the cabin, and we were like, "Okay, well, it's time time to go So the girl's cabin swings open, and suddenly my friend, who actually his name was Jeremy as well uh-huh. uh my friend grabs me by the pants and de pantses me in front of <laughs> in front of fifteen thirteen year old girls and so I'm standing there in my underwear, my tidy whities in front of these girls, and I it, I, it was so embarrassing that I knew that I, that, that I think I like retreated like within myself or like blacked out or something, because I didn't freak out. I, I just pulled I just like calmly pulled my pants back up and then walked <laughs> away.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> and you okay. have to do it nonchalantly, right? Because it, you got to act like it's, it's all good.
2: It, well, there, you know, I, I guess when you're thinking quick, you're thinking there's no coming back from this, like you you're you know your life is over. it was a good run, uh so just pull up your pants and walk away <laughs> so so describe the
1: next follow up interaction with with this girl that's that's what's most important
2: yeah. about this story Well, it was many girls who saw me oh that's oh my goodness yeah yeah so so but uh i i i think I think that I recovered nicely. Uh, with, with the, with the girls and, um, and it, 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 worked out okay. Um, I don't remember talking to Jeremy again. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ended up marrying one of the girls though, right? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny. We probably started dating like just a few years later, but, um, me and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she, she heard about the story at Cannon. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. She felt bad for me. <laughs>
1: All right, redraft. Underrated offense to target in week one.
2: Uh I did I wrote something. Oh, here we go. Um I, I may have cheated on this one. Um I, I said I said <laughs> I said the Titans because I mean, they have a nice total, twenty five point seven five point implied total from Vegas. And they're going up against a defense that gave up three hundred and seventy one total yards per game in twenty sixteen, which was the seventh most in the NFL. So, I don't know, I don't think people are fading the Titans. Like, I didn't just, like, blow your mind and be like, the Bears or something. But, um, (laughs) you know, but I, I, I don't know if the Titans are seen as, like, a great week one team to target. And I think that they are.
1: Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head there because all offseason and leading up to week one, you know, DFS even for the last two weeks, that's everything that we've ultimately been hearing is, I don't know what they're going to do in Tennessee, so I'm just going to avoid the situation when really you know, Corey Davis is probably a little bit hobbled. He's probably not going to get too much run, so um, you know they're going to have to be probably passing that ball to keep pace with Oakland, so yeah, you're probably looking at the likes of Delaney and Decker, and I think you're fine, and Definitely fine with uh, Mariota in that offense as well.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: Okay, all right. Last but not least, your Week One NFL bold prediction.
2: My bold prediction is that Deshaun Kaiser finishes as a top twelve fantasy quarterback. Oh, I like it. I like it. Give me, give me that garbage time. That's what I'm saying.
1: I want that garbage time this week. I just haven't been able to work up enough guts to make it happen. I mean, obviously, I'm throwing him in some GPP because. Why not? Yeah. But, man, I wish I can get down that far. Even, oh, boy, him or Goff, like, I'm just not going to do it. But I can't lie, that 4.8 is quite tempting.
2: Yes. So cheap, right?
1: Quite tempting. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let the listeners decide for themselves. All right, Denny, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag or Rotovis Podcast. Again, if you have any questions you want answered on the RV Mailbag, you can submit those via email, rootovisradio at gmail.com, or on Twitter at Rotovis using the hashtag RV Mailbag. Denny, man, many thanks for carving out the time. Any last-minute plugs?
2: Uh, just uh, draftdayconsultants.com. If you'd like help working the waiver wire and trades and start sits, we're there for you. They are here for you all season
1: long. Be sure to check them out. And again, be sure to check out uh, Denny at CD Carter 13. And also be sure to rate and review the show on iTunes. It means a lot. I'm Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe. Okay, bye. <music> Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Mailbag, a special edition of Rotoviz Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email at rotavizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at Rhodoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the NFL Podcast homepage, Rotoviz.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.
2: You had uh, kids practice tonight?
1: Oh my gosh, Danny. Seriously, I lost my damn mind. Listen, there's one kid in particular that just won't freaking behave at all. Really? Like, he thinks he's a fish. He just keeps, like, running and jumping into the net. And I keep telling him, get out of the net. You're not a fish. And right. He, he keeps going into the damn <laughs> And and then at one point, uh, my son kicked the soccer ball. It accidentally kicked this kid in the butt. So then the kid picked up the ball and threw it at my son. Oh, my God. And, of course, at that point, you know, I was pretty much just ready to throw him back in the net.
2: Right. (laughs) Just stay there.
1: Trying not to lose my shit on this kid. Right. Oh, man, Benny. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, I really don't. Jeez, one of those shows where I'm just stumbling over my
2: tongue. Like, I just can't get to spit it out. I don't love it, but I, t- I understand that the the back and forth of the wrestler the the dance that the wrestlers do is is just like our two major political parties, and and um and the, I think the more you understand that, the more you can understand what they do and what they say and why they why they say and do it. So I, that's that's my new faith.
1: It's so it's so spot on too, man. It really is. Oh, I like it. Oh, I like it. Like it. Yeah, Mark Mark Marin's still not Very great actor. I don't think he ever will be. A for effort.
0: Love a good deal. Sale into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from 1999. Polos from 1699. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal. Sale into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from 1999. Polos from 1699. Find your nearest